With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the program. Keep the text messages coming in. We love, what about this? What about this? Still triggered? Read the referendum, I see, Jimmy. Silent majority, winner, winner. You keep batting left-handed, champion. It's going well. Thank you, Matt. Yes, Matt, we knew it was you. Western Sydney Eagle, early contribution, but I tell you what, a real chance of picking up this $100 cash. Phil Neville Bardos War, here, no cash. Chop, no cash here, says Western Sydney Eagle. Uh, Very good, very good. All right, time now to speak to Michelle Bishop. Uh, We might start with, well, good afternoon to you, Michelle. First of all, Injustices. Good afternoon. You got one for us? Absolutely. The hurricane, Reuben Carter, wrongfully convicted, uh, what, 20 years, wasn't it? Two decades in prison and then finally had that murder conviction overturned um, by district court in 85. I bored my eyes out through that movie. It was awful. It's a great movie. It might be a better song. Might be a better song. Oh, yeah. Bit of Bob Dylan on your Wednesday afternoon. One of the great songs. One of the great songs. Thank you, uh, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Uh, Robert Zimmerman, I think, was the uh, original name. All right. Speaking of injustices, where are we at? What, so what's the fallout now for Sergeant David Power with Jack Whiten and Latrell Mitchell now that the whole, whole case has been thrown out? Look, he's in a spot of bother, clearly. Um, mm. Sergeant David Power, I wouldn't like uh, to be him today, that's for sure. But I'll, like, we smelled the rat right from the beginning, and I need to just uh, put it out there, so I'm, I'm being truthful. My son, my uh, 18, my 18-year-old son, had turned 18 on the night, close to uh, to Jack White and, and Latrell Mitchell. He was out with them. So I obviously right. knew how the story unfolded, and right from the word go, um, even in my position as a journo from Channel 7, I was able to get that footage and get it out there because it was terrible the way um, what was being portrayed and what was being said and it's great that you can have your day in court and I'm sure that's awesome for Latrell Mitchell and Jack White now to be able to you know pick up and, and move on but awful in the fact that they had to you know read headlines about themselves in trouble again all that sort of stuff and over a long period of time um, you know dramas for the family because I obviously am close to Jack White and, and and his wife Mon really you know struggled through all of it uh, he gets yep. they get married next week so it's good for them to get this out of the way um, they can get on with their, their wedding now and and um, he can toddle off into the sunset and play for South Sydney next year. But, uh, that um, is yeah, the best wedding present of all. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Mm. Hey, I, I just want to, uh, we're talking about November 1 and uh, all that sort <sighs> of stuff and the play, the players who are now open on the market, etc. I My point on the whole system was it's a ridiculous system and we don't see it anywhere else in the world. What's your thoughts on it overall, Michelle? A hundred percent, but I feel like it's never going to change, at least in the next five years because of the EBA, so there's no you know, use banging on about it. But what I will say, don't want to you know, burst everybody's bubble. It's really, in the scheme of things, it's a mythical date anyway. No one is going to tell me that, what, there's 200 players who are coming off contract in uh, 2024, they're now free to negotiate, suddenly November 1 pops up and it's all going to fall into place. We will be talking about the Jerome... Look, there'll be a few exceptions, and probably Jerome Luai will be one of them, but you Tommy Dearden, the Ezra Mams, Brandon Smith, Adam Reynolds, all these big names that are um, able to start negotiating with other clubs. 
we could be talking about this for the next six months. I'll give yeah. you an example, a really big one this time last year. Jeremiah and I, we were talking about him signing. He was linked with nine different clubs. And this was from November 1. He didn't re-sign until April. And if you've got a decent manager, you're not jumping at shadows and, and just doing anything and just because the November 1 deadline comes around. I'm sure there's lots of conversations being had, lots of phone calls, probably meetings in cafes or Chinese restaurants. But realistically, <laughs> November 1, in my opinion, is a mythical date. We're all getting a little bit excited because it's the back end of the year. We're all hopeful of how our team's going to go next year. But realistically, yes. um, we've seen Dallin Martinez lesiak That's a, a, an awesome um, extension, that one year there. Uh, for the Warriors. Jai Arrow, I think, is just awesome. And I'm not a South Sydney supporter, but I do, and I am excited about them next year, just uh, not making the finals this year. They've got, you know, Sean Kepi, they've got Jack Whiten coming along. They've signed, re-signed Jai Arrow, who everyone loves to play with on the back of three weeks ago, uh, finally getting that deal done with Keon Kalamatangi. I'm super excited about South for next year if they can just get, you know, get things right. Yeah, if they can just get into the semi finals. That's my take on start. November 1. You asked for <laughs> that'd, it. That'd be a starting <laughs> point for them. Uh, what about Pacific Championships? We've got Adrian Lamb coming up a little bit later on in the program, the assistant coach to Mal Meninga. It's changes for the Australian side. We anticipated those. We don't see any changes for the Kiwis. How do you see it playing out, Michelle? Yeah, obviously the Kiwi's going to have to play the change the way they played. Heard you talk about that, but Mal bringing in Payne Hart, he's looking obviously looking for size, big Tino, um, and obviously Liam Martin, which I've had Liam Martin in my side any time. Though it was a matter of them being rested. Let's face it. Um, obviously Ruben Cotter back to the bench. Nico Hines surprised me, I have to say, because I thought he had some real classy touches. Um, Val Holmes, um, you know, retaining his spot uh, in the side. The big thing about Mal is. And I have been, and I, I can speak with authority on this one. I've been on uh, a couple of tours with Mal. Mm. And he does, right from the very start, he does have everybody buy in. You're the journo, and you've got to remember, hang on, you're not part of the squad. But when you when Mal speaks, you can't help but get sucked in. Like, it's just he's I, – I just think he's fantastic at his job. And what he did do from the start of this tour – almost like he does every tour, and that is make sure that even, you know, the, the strength and conditioning staff buy into this, and they need each player to, and, and everyone plays a part, and they're all a part of the bigger picture, which is where they are now. So um, I heard the, the quick grab that you had from Dally, uh Cherry Evans, and I almost wanted you to cue the, the um, funeral march. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. He's too good. Uh, He's too oh, that's, good. But that's right. Just, yeah. Yeah. Loving and, you know the what? Australian mentality at the moment. Michelle, I take your point about Nico Hines, but you just can't squeeze him in. He doesn't fit into the 17. Yeah. I agree. I, I thought he had some really nice touches in that game against the Kiwis, but you can't fit him early in. Early days the, for him. Early days. Can the can the Dragons fit in Joey Manu? Look, I, I'm really putting myself out there, but I think this is almost ridiculous. I don't think he'll be going anywhere. Obviously, they'd be able to fit him in. But for $5 million, um, look, you know, and that to me, you're not hearing any noise at all out of the roosters, which means that they're quietly going about their business the way they do. I guess if you're Tyrell Sloan, you get a little bit nervous. Um, yeah. I mean, just, you know, $5 million, and given the fact that Joey can play all the positions that he can play, um, he does want to play fullback. We know that. But how long has James Tedesco got left? They're all the questions you've got to ask yourself. Um, but as I say, for for Sloan, um, and you've got to worry about these new kids that are coming through. They are so, and I don't mean cocky confident, because they've got every reason to be confident in their ability, um, but does he sort of see that and stick around and think, hey, I can potentially learn, grow, develop under Manu, or am I out of here and set my own piece yeah. somewhere else? Um, so, yeah, that, that, that could fall 
anywhere, but I will say that um, that $1.2 million over four years, I don't know that it, it will be enough to uh, you know, get him to change beaches. I think he'll be staying at Bondi. I Just don't my think, opinion. Yeah, I don't think it's money well spent if I'm the Dragons. So I think that's too much for, no. for Joey Manu, who, um, yes, he can play fullback, but he doesn't have a passing. Anyway, maybe that can be developed. Uh, and finally, a good news story. Nathan Merritt. This is fantastic news after a scare three weeks ago. It is awesome news, wonderful news. I love talking about this, that massive scare on life support three weeks ago. Um, and I do want to touch on Anthony Mundine. I will get to that. Um, he's been absolutely a complete inspiration for Nathan Merrish. Um, but out yep. of the woods, smiling, responsive, standing up, showing that he's having a coffee. He's at Royal Prince Alfred Hospital in Camperdown. Um, and, of course, he was found unresponsive at his auntie's house, understood to have suffered an adverse reaction to prescribed pain medication. But just going back to the Anthony Mundine situation and this is where I wish people could see just how much effort, thought, care goes into Anthony Mundine's daily life. So he was the first person besides the family to be by the bedside of Nathan Merrish. Um, found it a little bit difficult to leave, was obviously in touch and asking the family is there anything we can do. He was the one on the phone well, I, I don't want like to put it drumming up business, but try to ask people, hey, come on, this guy needs help. The family needs support. So, you know, he was leading the way um, for Nathan Merritt. And I, I do believe, like, he had some really good, decent conversations when uh, Nathan was not responsive. Uh, and I just yeah. feel that, that Tox played a bit of a, a, a part, which um, is really important in these, in these sort of circumstances. But as you say, beautiful news story and just awesome to see that he's back on his feet, um, you know, for his family. It feels like there's lots of things going right in the world, Michelle, at the moment, certainly in this part of the world. Let's so, not ruin uh, it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's keep it positive, keep it positive. Good on you, Michelle. Well, uh, I've got you enjoy you. Can your... I just, just quickly oh, yes. mention the Kyle Turner um, fundraiser? Obviously, his awful situation. Um, they've got a fundraiser at South Juniors this week, at this uh, Friday. They're trying to raise $100,000 to obviously, you know, give his kids some uh, money moving forward for, for education and health, that sort of stuff. So if you can jump online and grab tickets to that, there's an online option. Um, I'd love to see Kyle's family be supported under those awful circumstances. Well said, Michelle. Absolutely. Uh, yes, go to the South Sydney Rabbitohs website uh, for all the latest on that. Thank you, Michelle. We'll speak next week. See you, Jimmy. Have a good one. Uh, there you go. Uh, thank you. You too, Michelle. Michelle Bishop there, uh, regular on the program on a Wednesday. Let's get ourselves to the news after that. We're back with a score update. Uh, text messages flying in about the great injustices in sport. Here's one coming in from Battle, appropriately named. Every Victorian not selected for the Australian cricket team in favour of a New South Wales player. Okay, here's your next challenge battle. Name one. Anyway, let's go to the news and then we're back with more.